uh, are, are you promoting anything specifically, or do you just do you, do you just come after to uh, this is a comic show? You're yeah, I mean, I do have a new issue uh, that I put out a couple months ago. Um, so that's um, that counts as new yeah. in, the, in the world of indie comedy. If it yeah. came out this year, I guess that counts as new. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What's what's your what's your your output like? Um, obviously, a lot slower than I would like it to be. Yeah. But I'm involved in so many different projects between doing my music yeah. and zines and touring and um, album cover artwork. I, I try to do these elaborate sort of comic book album cover packaging things every time I do a record. So. And then I have all these illustrated songs that I do in my concerts that are um, somewhat like they're sequential art narratives. Yeah. I saw you um, do. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was at a carousel. You did the big like flip book. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they exist in the in the giant flip book form, and also as project like in bigger concerts, I project <laughs> them. So there's, um, you know, I try to do a couple new ones of those sorts of things every year. So I yeah sometimes I just want to stop doing all that stuff and just get back to comics which is sort of my if I had to pick one uh, comics is where my heart really is but of course um, that uh, you know my comic output is like one issue a year yeah. at best really that, that's interesting because I, I certainly know you best from from your music uh, is that have, have you ended up pursuing music a little more heavily just because that's kind of what's taken off yeah, I mean, that was just an accidental thing that happened in my life. I, my whole life, all I wanted to do was draw comics. From a very young yeah. age, that's all I did was draw and work on comics. That was my identity all through growing up, high school, college. Yeah. That was, you know, I was going to graduate college and just, uh, you know, I was already starting off on my comics career, graduating college. I was selling my own comics in Washington Square Park and, um, you know, sending them out to the, the comic companies and, um trying to get various illustration freelance work and meanwhile while i was doing that i just started playing at uh the open mic at sidewalk cafe on avenue a this was like 1998 Mm. and uh within the course of a couple of years it was like the music stuff just like grew and grew and uh people were buying my comics at my gigs yeah much more than they were buying them through you know st mark's bookstore or see here or the other little outlets that you could get comics out through so the music just seemed like a very, uh, you know, a significant step up as a way to sell comic books. And I would do these very elaborate comic book flyers for my gigs and stuff. So I was always trying to, like, mingle the two worlds together. But the sad fact is that in, in uh, you know, at least in American culture, mu- everybody listens to music. Yeah. And a very small margin of culture has any interest or awareness of comic books. So even though I feel like my comics are better than my music in in uh, in many ways especially when i was first starting out um the music just sort of kept opportunities just kept opening yeah. up and do- doors kept opening whereas comics just continue to be i'm just working on them I'm, uh, I'm i'm you know i am doing much better with my comics now than i was back in 98 as as i would hope it would be but it's still the majority of my income you know i make a living mostly with the music and some small portion of my income is like illustration and comic stuff. Do, do you have Do you have that impulse? I have it. It's, it's it's very self destructive, but I have it sometimes where somebody will tell me that they like something that I did, and I'm like, oh no, that's not. No, no, you should look at this. This is much better. Oh, oh sure, this is not yeah. my good thing. Absolutely, yeah. Every time somebody comes to the table and buys something, I'm yeah. like, well, maybe you know, I do this one yeah. or that one. But at the same time, like you don't, you know. Oh, I that with songs all the time. That happens too. I mean, the you don't know what other people are going to relate. The things that you're proud of yeah. are not even necessarily the things that other people are going to think is your best work. Yeah. So it's also subjective. It's hard to say. 
Yeah, I mean, and certainly that must be be the case. I mean, but I mean, you you enjoy. I mean, you like doing the music thing, but you was just sort of like a fun yeah, side. Yeah, I, I love doing thing. it, and I feel as though I'm I'm you know I have a lot to offer in that realm. Yeah, and in some ways, the re- reason why. I've done, uh, you know, I ended up with more of a music career than a comic career is because the, the world of music needs me more than the world of comics needs me. Like, there are, um, you know, if I vanished from the music field, mm. there's really nobody that can take my place hmm. in indie rock or in music um, just because, like, I feel like what I, st- this, what I stumbled into doing musically... Yeah. Uh, is really different from what any other band out there does. And um, whereas my comics are more replaceable, like even though I feel they're really good, um, if my comics were evaporated from the face of the earth, it's it's more conceivable that somebody else could step up and make the kind of comics that I'm doing more that that would happen sooner than somebody could step up and be the kind of band that I am. It's it's a lucky thing though that that you got recognized for the thing that I, I guess that you're more unique for because you know I mean I, I I would say conventional wisdom would lead me to believe that um, it would be easier to make a career doing something that's kind of similar to what other people are doing. Right. Well, which is not to say that my comics are like you know dull and conventional. I yeah. love my I'm really proud of my comics and I think they're great and I do feel like you know if I keep getting better at them. Um, they will, you know, they're already out of, le- you know, when I started out, of course, I was making 50 copies of a comic. Now yeah. when I do a new issue, I'll print 3,000 and I'll sell out of them and do another printing, too. You know, it's like I've definitely grown a huge amount, you know, climbing up levels of very tiny success with the comics. And in terms of my own ability to write and draw, I've gotten a huge amount better yeah. over the years, too. But um, it still wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to make a living off of it at the level that I'm at with it. Although it, it does form a certain part of my income, and the fact that I'm in the music scene as the comic book guy does get me work just in terms of other bands hiring yeah. me to do... They're like, oh, well, you know, we know Jeffrey because we did a tour with him. We, we want to do a comic for a promotional thing for our new album, or we want to have, you know, a cool T-shirt, or we want to have an album cover, you know. So I end up getting a lot of work through music just because, like, in that realm, like, I'm the comic book guy you you also uh, you know it, it is it, your music is unique but you also you know when you started coming up and you you know when you were playing sidewalk i mean you you were in it there, there was something there was something happening you know there, there was there was there was a scene there were people doing if not the same thing at least kind of like you know like-minded musicians around and that, well, that has to be a part of what led people in that direction that that made you a success early on uh, hard to say. I mean, the in some ways, when I started out there, there was nobody like-minded mm. in the sense that, uh, you know, I was very just lo-fi and stripped. Yeah. Like, nobody was um, was making that kind of, at least on in that scene, there was, uh, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, we have to make an album. That means that we need to, like, do it in a studio and have all this production and do all this stuff. And I was kind of like the only person that was like, no, you don't need any of that. You just, like, hit record. And, yeah you know, play these songs. And I was coming at it from a very stripped down, uh, thing. And, um, in some ways it kind of became a bit more of, you know, the multi peaches showed up on that scene about a year and a half later. Um, and they sort of obviously brought a lot, they, they got so popular so fast. It brought a lot of attention to that, Mm. to that scene. Um, which kind of like 
without that happening, I might, I, I don't know what would have happened to me. I mean, it's just because of the success of the multi-peaches that people got more interested in the rest of the people. And then I sort of like just rode the coattails of that to more awareness. Uh, people definitely started booking me um, in some ways just well, because of being on Rough Trade Records because the multi-peaches yeah. signed to yeah. Rough Trade and then Rough Trade asked them, who else in New York do you recommend? And they were like, oh, you got to check this Jeffrey Lewis guy yeah. out. So without that recommendation, like, who knows? I, I certainly would never have had the guts to send my stuff to record labels, let alone Rough Trade, a label that I just love and admire. I have so many favorite records that were out on Rough Trade that it just was this weird thing that suddenly came. It would be like if I was just making a zine and suddenly, you know, Fantagraphics just emailed yeah. me one day and was like, we want to put this out, which has happened to people. Yeah. Um, but uh, it hasn't happened to me yet. But you, but, but you know, you're like, I guess this is, I guess this is what I'm doing now. I guess this is who right. I am for a while. Yeah, exactly. You sort of just, uh, yeah. Suddenly, that's just what I was doing. And I thought that doing the music would be a great way. I was like, oh well, now I don't have to. You know, I'm actually once I realized I was able to make a living from that. Yeah. I was like, wow. Well, when I don't have a day job, I'll have more time to draw comics. Yeah. Um, but it, it actually ends it up. Never it never, works never works out yeah. that way. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> You don't know where the free time goes, but it goes somewhere. And comics is the most time-consuming. Yeah. Like, nothing takes as much time as, as comics. Yeah. It's, like, so time-consuming, and it's all, especially when it's, like, all you doing it. Um, but that's what's so great about comics. Like, you yeah. just, it's just, like, I'm going to take this blank piece of paper and turn it into something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then if you do it, it feels great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Are, are you, are you a fan of, of? I know you've done some, some collaboration, but both, both, you know, both your comics and, and most of the music that you do is just kind of, kind of, you know, in some way you just kind of disappearing off into a room for a while and then coming out with this product. Yeah, I have not done collaborative comics in a long, long time. I, I feel like when I was in college. I was working at the college print shop, like a lot of people who want to publish their own yeah. stuff. You get a job where you can get free photocopies. So I was putting out anthologies in college uh, at SUNY Purchase in the uh, mid and late 90s when I was there. That was like my comics, plus anybody else that was doing comics. I was always sort of trying to round people together and put out these these like photocopied comic anthology zines. But basically since college, I've just been doing my own comics. And since I've been able to have enough output to put out books of just my own work um but i do run the, these you know i have these the, the, i host these weekly drawing nights at my apartment that's been going on for a few years yeah. so that's kind of you know it's not really a collaborative thing but i feel as though it it's a nice way to feel like i'm part of a comic community in new york city and um these these comic nights were going on i uh, you know at other people's apartments in brooklyn and then they sort of stopped doing it for a while and i was like uh, i felt like I really missed that sort of yeah. thing, so I started doing them myself, and that's really been a nice way to kind of like stay in contact with other people doing comics. Do, do, I mean, you, you surely you've, you've had this thought at, at some point that you know if you if you really focused on one thing, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. but are you are you are you the sort of person that just needs to be working on you know ten different things at, at any given time? Well, it's the same for anybody. That's kind of. Uh, that's the big if only in everybody's sure. life. Everybody's sure. like, oh, if only I, yeah. you know, I could be a great novelist. If yeah. only I yeah. concentrated on it, you know, I'll, I'll work on, uh, you know, creating my, uh, you know, oil painting masterpiece as soon as I finish looking at this cat but not video everybody, on YouTube. But not everybody has some success in these different venues the way that you do. I mean, you, you, you've, you, you have fans in, in both categories. 
Yeah, for some, I mean, somehow I'm surviving. It's quite odd to me, and I, I have never kept track of what years it ends up being more of one thing sure. or more of another thing. I, I don't really have stats on any of that. Um, all I do is just hope that it keeps on, you know, hope that from one year to the next, um, I keep on coming up with stuff that I feel, you know, that I feel I'm doing good work on and I feel excited about. That's To me, that's kind of the biggest thing is, like, yeah. what... You know, what can I do for a new issue that's going to, like, impress me? Or what new step can I take that I feel like is pushing myself? And, um, you know, it's the same for anybody doing anything. You, you want to just keep challenging yourself and seeing if you can rise to those challenges. Uh, and, of course, there's so much just stupid administrative stuff that has to be done. Uh, yeah. The idea of, like, God, it would be so great to just work full-time on comics yeah. like i really get an assistant <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah well i do you know i've uh, uh stephanie hurtado who's a great artist um she helps me out like sometimes one day a week um as like my you know the first employee in my uh in my corporation mm-hmm. um just helping me out with like packing and shipping stuff from She'll website orders options. Yeah, yeah yeah so um you know that that's been cool to actually be able to hire somebody to help out a little bit uh you know maybe like three times a month um, but you know, so much of this stuff is just focus. I mean, when you see a great comic, you just know that you're seeing a gazillion hours of somebody's life like concentrated onto yeah. into this form of like you know, and that's part of you know the one minute of your time that it takes to read that page sure. is so rich because like it's years of the yeah. other person's time to get to that level to be able to create that page. It's like taking this concentrated protein pill of like somebody else's lifeblood and passion in, in in a way i mean you know given given how it, how it sounds like you make music i mean it it, it sounds like the, it's sort of the polar opposite for with comics that you the idea is to really just get a song out into the world as quickly as possible to have you know as few things be in the way absolutely i mean it's a different approach and in some ways it's interesting to see the result of that the immediacy of the music yeah. um because for me, music is not a craft-based thing. Like, I'm not practicing scales. I'm yeah. not, like, trying to sing in some yeah. technically accurate way. It's just like, I just need to get this done. Yeah. Um, whereas the comics, I'm like, you know, I'll erase something to get it better. I'll get the, uh, you know, I'm trying to, like, draw well and write well and letter well and, you know, all of that stuff that I don't really... There's never really been a big priority for me in music. I mean, it's, music for me is so much more like, if I have an idea to get across like that's the goal and there's very little um you know real there's not too much futzing around with worrying about the the technical rightness of it um whereas in comics um just because i've done them my whole life i do have a certain amount of you know pride in the craft of it which i have almost zero pride in the craft of music (laughs) as you know as music itself yeah um, I have a lot of pride in terms of songwriting. Like, I feel really proud when I come up with a good song. Yeah. But that's really different than feeling like it was well, you know, like my guitar playing is is technically good or, you know. But do you, do you, do you go back and, and wish you would spend more time on something? Yeah. Usually that happens when you spend some time on it rather than no time on it. You know, when you spend some time on it, it looks like you put some work into it. But if you didn't do enough work to really get it right... Yeah. Then it just kind of looks like uh, I wish I put more time into it to get it right. Uh, if but if you, you just do it no off time, the cuff, yeah, just, yeah. then it's like it's perfectly off the cuff. It's yeah. something needs to either be like 
perfectly off the cuff yeah. or perfectly realized, and anything in between yeah. is like some sort of failure, I guess. Yeah. You you did you did the stuff with um you did that album with uh, Peter Stanfall. What um I'm I'm really curious as to what to what his process is. I mean he's been he's been making so much music with so many bands over the years. Well, he's very prolific. He's very fearless, and he's like endlessly enthusiastic. Yeah. In terms of um, you know, he's never he's never like really down on stuff like everything yeah. is just like that's great let's do that you know and that's that's really a good energy to be around and really inspirational it's good and bad though right Don't you, you kind of need you, you kind of want an editor at some right at some well point. that's like I feel like that's I, I love being that in that position where I yeah. can kind of be like that's great let's like I feel like this line could be better or yeah. let's like take that whole chunk out and like just streamline this um, but he really gets that too you know he's really a, he, he really understands you know songs and um you know, he'll make suggestions and we'll, you know, it, it's really great to just work with him. And like, um, when we're really putting time into stuff between the two of us, we sort of like, you know, come up with some, that's some good sort of co-editorial collaboration, yeah. which in some ways I wish I had in comics. I, I don't really know, um, any, uh, even among the comic artists that I know, everybody's doing such different sorts of work and sure. such different styles that, um, I do feel like more of a songwriting kinship with Peter than I feel a, you know, sequential art approach kinship with all the people I know doing comics because there's so many different directions that everybody's working in. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's just I mean you know uh, logistically, pragmatically, it's it's just harder to collaborate with somebody on on a comic. Than yeah, a song, right? but you can still show them yeah. a pen, you know a few penciled pages yeah. and be like, does this read to you or what? You know, how do you feel about the you know. Does, does this make sense? Are you getting the drama of this? Or how's the pacing? Yeah. Or is there too much text in this panel? Or do you understand that this is the same guy from the other page? Or, you know, there's things like that that you could run it by somebody and just get yeah. their get their input. And sometimes that's that's really helpful. But for the most part, comics is just such a like isolated. Yeah, I guess I thing. guess in a sense this this is you know short of short of again like you know those those instances when you do manage to marry marry the two in a live setting. This a show like like Mocha is probably the closest you get to to playing a show with comics, right? To actually like. Right. Showing people what you're doing and talking to human beings in the real world about it, and really, to me, it's all of th- this is kind of like a test of your packaging more than anything else because yeah. you're in competition with everybody else's yeah. covers. Yeah. Um, so as I walk around, you know, SPX, Mocha, Stumptown, TCAF, I try to I've been trying to go to as many of these as possible the last few years, and just get us, you know. You're like, well, some what comics grab me? Like, what you know? And that's kind of taught me a lot about yeah. like the, you know, the pros and cons of the the ups and downs of my own cover designs and formatting choices. And, um, you know, as much as anything else, I feel like this is just kind of a, a uh, in some ways, a a form convention as much as a content convention you just see all the different myriad forms that self-published comics take nowadays and that's like really interesting to see what works and what grabs you yeah it's also it's also an interesting you know it's it's sort of a meritocracy in a a sense you know unless you're one of like four or five featured guests you're you're guests 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 you're you're as you're as anonymous as 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 anybody else you're just sort of another of you know hundreds of people out there with your book in front of you absolutely and um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of in some ways the meritocracy of a uh, of an open mic night where yeah. you know you're sitting yeah. there waiting your turn and other people are yeah. playing and then you really see whether what you have is uh, you know it might have sounded good in the bedroom but yeah. like 
are people going to respond to this? Do people understand what, what you're talking about? Do they, you know, does somebody come up to you afterwards and say, hey, that new song was really good, or do you yeah. have an album that that one is on? So that kind of immediate audience interplay um, is a wonderful, creates a real very effective and like great feedback loop at live performance and there's so little of that in comics because you're not there yeah. most of the time you're not there watching somebody read your comic and seeing like whether they get it or not they're also they're also similar yeah I hadn't actually thought of it as an open mic night that makes a lot of sense though because they're also very similar in that um the vast majority of people, both both of these things are um, creators as much as they are consumers, right? You go to an open mic night and half the people there are sort of waiting for their turn to perform. Yeah, and then they play and then they get out of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of good that we're all just here, um, you know, and you, you do want to take some time to check out other people's tables. And, yeah. Uh, you know, avoid making eye contact because otherwise, like, then you, then you get stuck buying stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's good. I always walk away with an interesting pile of things. And yeah, I walked by with like two books under my shoulder, and you want to know what both of them were. Yeah, just like to, yeah. I guess to see um, what people are buying. Right, or... and then sometimes you just see somebody walk by with something that like, wow, what is it? That's yeah. cool. I wonder what table they got that at. Yeah, that looks like a neat thing. Um, but then of course it's always like it's terrible to like see all this cool stuff out. It's like just more competition. It's like man, I wish everybody else just sucked because I you know yeah. It's really, yeah, it's, it's, it, it can be really, really sort of dispiriting to see that there are so many other people out there and that, you know, that everybody's struggling the way that you're struggling. And some people are really good. Yeah. And there's such a limited audience that we're all fighting for a little slice of. Yeah. The, the people who buy self-published comics and indie comics, um, I don't know what the uh, actual numbers are, but even like the people that are you know the little the, the stars of the you know the big fish in the small pond yeah. their circulation numbers must be pretty small you know even once you rise to that level where you're somebody in this field um, it's all like yeah. you know probably pretty, you, you, you have to just love the work it's like it's it's uh, in some ways that's part of what's great about comics is like you can't really be in it for the for the money, like you, yeah. you have to just love it. But you, but you know, I mean, you, you, you I, I assume that you've, you've, you've pr- probably figured that out pretty quickly with your music too. That like, that there's, there's a ceiling, you know, that, that you know, there's, there, there's, there, there's a certain degree of popularity that you can achieve with the, the specific sort of music that you create. Well, yes and no. I mean, I've gone so far beyond the level yeah. of success that I thought I was yeah. ever going to reach with yeah. music. And it still feels like I'm just scratching the surface. I'm like, God, you know, if I can go to, like, basically every city in the U.S. and there's fans there everywhere, um, you know, whether it's, like, Ann Arbor, Michigan or uh, Missoula, Montana or Phoenix, Arizona, wherever it is, like, you know, sometimes there might only be eight fans there or six or sometimes 22, but but they're there. I'm like, how do I have fans in, you know... Orlando, Florida. It's mm-hmm. like it's crazy, and all over the world, you know, in like Moscow, Russia. It's like people are singing along, and like, yeah, there's not a hundred people there. There's you know what you know. I play plenty of shows where there's thirty people, forty people, ten people, but I'm like, but they're but it's everywhere, and yeah. I'm like, God, if there's ten people in this town that like this stuff, it doesn't seem that unrealistic that there might be fifty that sure. that also would like it. So yeah. I feel like I'm still sort of. The fact that I'm making a living and just scratching the surface yeah. is a really good position to be in. It's like I feel like there's still like maybe there's not that much further to go, but yeah. there's a little further to go. Uh, have, 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 does it feel like you've continued to get more and more popular as the years have gone by? Yeah, although there's there's rises and dips. Sure. I mean, there was a I, I played a show in Chicago maybe 
three years ago where there was 100 people at the show. Mm. And I was like, finally, I've grown to the point where I, I can draw yeah. triple digits yeah, yeah. in Chicago. I've played yeah. so many Chicago shows, and it's grown and grown, and now I finally cracked 100. And then the next time I went back to Chicago, the year later, there was 50 people there. Mm. And then the next year I played Chicago, there's 70 people. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it grows and grows. It kind of, based on an inconceivable number of other factors... Sure. You the know, the Neutral Milk Hotel is yeah. playing in town, ac- yeah. you know, across the street. Or, you know, it's the uh, the local team is playing the World Series tonight. Or everybody's yeah. uh, tired because it was just St. Patrick's Day. You know, there's gazillion, you know, it's it's final term paper time for all the students. So nobody's going to show. It's like there's always a million other things. Yeah. There's like reasons why one show brings people out and another doesn't. Um, and... That's like, uh, yeah, you just can't even bother worrying about that. Well, you see, I mean, you seem to be a, a generally positive person. Are you? You're, you're still at the point where you're just happy that there are people there at your show. Oh, absolutely. To hear your music. Yeah, it's it's incredible to me. Yeah. It's it's uh, it still just blows my mind. Um, and uh, you know, especially with the comics too, it just totally blows when somebody's like, you know, I already have this issue, but I'm like, somebody has an issue with my comic. It's like it's, you know, um, that's always just really cool. Like I, I you know, I can't ever yeah. feel. People are like, oh, don't you want to get, like, bigger? And I'm like, well, it's already, it's, like, cool just that it's out there at all. Um, you know, a bigger could be okay, but it's sort of big enough. Na- I could sustain at this level. Yeah. I- I'm more worried about just being able to, like, keep on at this level. Rather, You don't want to fall below. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you've been going, you know, once you've been going so long, how long do people really need you know alright maybe some fans have seen me play 20 times already sure. do, they, do they need to see me play 30 times like yeah. what can I do to maintain yeah. to keep being interesting that they want to see me play 30 times or you know somebody might already have 11 comic issues of mine do they need number 12 like what do I need to do to make them need number 12 once they already have like the others it, it just keeps making it harder and harder uh, do, do you do you, you know given I guess given that you're you're you're, you're you would consider your toolbox to be a lot smaller in, in music than it is comics. I mean, do you feel like do you feel like you've you've continued to evolve as much, or do you feel like you've continued to sort of push push that envelope as much in music? Well, you know how it is with any creative act. Yeah. Every time you start, you feel like you're washed up and cut. At least for me, it's like every time, whether it's making a comic or writing a song, your best or working work on is any project. You. Yeah, yeah. You, you just go through yeah. that, that despair of yeah. like. I guess I'm really done. Like yeah. every, you know, you write a couple lines, you cross them out. The, you know, you crumple up more stuff and throw it in the garbage. You're, you're just like every time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that, uh, it's, you know, it never really gets easier. Mm. Just turning a blank page into something is still there's, and then tomorrow there's another blank page, and it's just, you know, constantly feeling like, ah, my best work is behind me. And then somehow, you know. Somehow I get through, you know, you come up with something, I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm just like totally, uh, you know, this is great. Like, I can't wait yeah. for people to like see this new thing. And like, not only are they going to be so impressed by it, but it's impressive that after all this time, I can still, you know, yeah. impress them. And that, like, but then that never, okay, so then even if I manage to do that, what am I going to do next time? It's like, it never ends. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what's fun. It's like that challenge. It's like you just want to keep on being, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali or George Foreman or something like just taking on the new challenges. And of course, maybe it gets harder when you get older. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it must be you must be more impressed with yourself doing that in music again when when you feel like you're maybe not as good at it, at it 
I mean, oh it, yeah, I, I love that. I love yeah. that aspect of like seeing these other bands rise and I've seen so many people rise and fall sure. over the years that I've been doing this. That you know had everything going for you know they're so they're you know they're very attractive, beautiful, handsome people, oh. or they have you know great reviews on Pitchfork or whatever it is, and then it's like you know four years later, it's like oh another one bites the dust, and I don't know where they are now, but yeah, um, you know it's uh. I mean, same thing in comics. You know, there's rising stars that then yeah. just fizzle out, or but you know, it doesn't mean it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe they had a family or got a great job, or maybe they're yeah. like, "Thank goodness, I'm no longer doing stupid comics and music anymore." You know, I feel bad for those losers that are still on that you know rat race. What uh, I've been thinking, this is sort of, kind of a sort of a personal question because I've been thinking about this a lot myself, and you know, I. I uh, this this past year was the first year that I was a full a full time freelancer from beginning to end, and I just like filed my taxes, and it was oh, yeah. just like very exciting. I still got to do that this year. Yeah, tariff. Yeah, we've got like, as of the recording is, we've got about I think two days left. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I sort of realized you know that that uh, I, you know as a writer, I guess I'm, I'm maybe not as as beholden. To living in New York as, as maybe you are as a, as a musician, you know, as far as like going out and playing stuff. But you know what, 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 what keeps you here? And what you know, I mean, when when at at some point it feels like surviving <laughs> in New York City. At some point it it feels like you know just uh, it's a lot. Maybe it's a lot harder to be creative or all these other things just because you know ninety five percent of your money goes to paying rent. Right. Well, there's a few different parts of that answer. Uh, like Seth Debachman right over there, a great, great oh, comic yeah. book artist, could probably tell you. Once you have a cheap apartment, you just want to hold on to it for life. So I'm, I'm in the very lucky, blessed yeah. position of having a cheap okay. apartment. Once you have that, at? it's like, I'm just, you know, yeah. uh, hopefully I'll just die there. Okay. Um, also, I've been in New York City my entire life. So okay. I've, uh, I, I uh, you know, all of my roots are here, old, old you know, school friends, relatives. Um, I just feel like, uh, yeah. In some ways, that's weird to never leave the place that you grew up. Um, but if that place is New York City, it's yeah, different. I, yeah. yeah. I I, uh, I feel comfortable and happy here. And um, in some ways, I feel like a loser if I. Uh, I mean, I've you know, I've never. Am I ever going to live somewhere else? I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll be one of those people who just never lived somewhere else. I've, I lived in Austin, Texas briefly in, uh, around 2000, 2001, and I've spent a lot of time up in Maine. Yeah. But I've never like moved my comic collection anywhere else. I've never moved my records anywhere else, so it doesn't feel like I ever really uprooted myself from New York to root somewhere else. So, yeah, there's that's, that's a couple factors. It's yeah. just because I've been here forever and I have an affordable place to live. Um, and then... Uh, for being in a band, it's actually um, it's really convenient to have equal reach to Europe as to the West Coast. Like New York City is, uh, if I lived on the West Coast, going to tour in Europe would yeah. be really far away. Yeah. And if I lived, you know, anywhere else, like New York is just such a travel hub that it is the most um, convenient location for touring anywhere else. Uh-huh. Um, it's like equidistant to go, you know, Seattle to London to wherever else. Um, so it's a really good headquarters to be a band from because you can sort of tour out from here and tour back to here um, probably more conveniently than almost any other yeah. location in Western civilization. Sure. Uh, how, how much are you actually traveling that that factors into it that much? 
any year, any given year, I'll do a number of tours, not super long ones. I, you know, I try to keep tours to three weeks or less if I can manage to. Yeah. Sometimes there's a four-week tour. Sometimes there's a five- or six-week tour. Um, but in general, I feel like three weeks is like a good cutoff. Um, so that's, you know, within any, any year, there's at least one U.S. tour, at least one Europe tour, at least one U.K. tour, sometimes other areas, um, and sometimes a lot more than that. Um, some year, you know, my biggest touring year, I probably played 150 gigs over the course of the year, which is a lot. The last couple of years, it's been more like in the realm of maybe 115 shows a year, uh, which is still a lot. Um, but, you know, that's... Uh, it's... it's um, it's just something that I, you know. Some I don't know why some years I play more shows than others. I'm, you know, I just book more shows some years, or more opportunities come up some years. Uh, when an album comes out, I do more touring, I guess. Uh, but of course, the more touring I do, the less comics I do to draw. So that's that's a factor. Are you, are you still? Do you, do you still do open mics? I mean, do you still do you still like to play sidewalk? And, yeah, I love yeah. hanging out at sidewalk. Um, it's free to get in. There's yeah. stuff going on every night of the week. Um, I live close by there, and um, I'm so happy that they're still there. And it's still a great way to test out new material. If I write new songs, I'll definitely go to the open mic and play them and just like see how it feels playing them in front of people. And it's a great place to sketch people, too. I love bringing a sketchbook to the open mm. mic because every 10 minutes you have a new subject on stage yeah. to, uh, to draw. So I have, I'll have a lot of sketches of the people from the open mic nights. Um, so it's yeah, it's good for both of those things. So I should actually, I'm getting uh, oh, you're getting pulled up here, and also I should get back oh, to my okay. table. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, it's just, just to say, like, you know, like, just we can close off with this, but you know, Sidewalk is one of those places. I mean, they they they, they change it pretty significantly, at least up top. You know, they change the restaurant, but it's um, I was I, I, I it depresses me even saying this, but there are all these places. Clearly, I haven't been in the city as, as long as you have, but you know, even my my like twelve years here, like. There are places you walk in and, and you just sort of look around and, and you know, it just, you feel like it's not going to last forever. And that's, that's I mean, that's that's the rub of, of New York, of living in such sort of a dynamic place that, like, you just feel like something this good, you know, maybe only has a few years left. Right. I mean, who knows? There's no, this is, a, it's a cutthroat capitalist environment yeah. and there's absolutely, uh, you know, just about zero, um consideration given for uh, what's near and dear to people's hearts. Yeah. Like the most well-loved locations will just get plowed over yeah. uh, you know, just because like, there's more money to be made if it's a, a Citibank or a Starbucks and like nobody, there's no like protection for any of that yeah. and the, you, uh, the city just will break your heart over and over again and things that you thought surely that's going to be there forever, you know, it's yeah. been there so long yeah. and then nope gone you know and there's there's like and it's not that there's anything good to replace it yeah it's just uh and that's uh you know that's that constant changeover but there's enough there's still enough of that good stuff in new york city left for there you? is still enough yeah. um you know there's new things uh and um hopefully there will continue to be um and hopefully some of the old things will still hang on um you know it's it's really hard to say i guess there are if enough good things disappeared, then there wouldn't be as much reason to stay here for a lot of people. I'm surprised there's so many people that want to be here even as it is. Um, yeah. It's so hard for people to really get a foothold yeah. um, just because of the, the housing prices, really. Because you can find cheap food if you know where to go. You can find cheap entertainment if you know where to go. Um, 
there's so much that's great about yeah. New York. It's just the housing that is just really, really difficult to surmount that um, that issue uh, in terms of like just not feeling like a slave to the the amount of rent that's just going to yeah. be guzzled away. But there, but there's there is still enough culture. Yeah, um, you know, it changes form and location, but uh, you know, there's still a lot of interesting people. Maybe not as many as some other times. Uh, maybe it just flux comes and goes. Yeah. Or, you know. There you go. That was Jeffrey Lewis uh, recorded on a rooftop in Manhattan uh, during during the Mocha Fest, which. God, I guess it was about three months ago at this point. Uh, it's been a, been a little while, but thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that. Jeffrey, Jeffrey's one of those people who you kind of want to hate because he does so many things so well. Um, I first found out about him through uh, through his music. He's, he was part of the um, the Lower East Side scene, Sidewalk Cafe scene, kind of the, the anti-folk scene, along with uh, people like the Moldy Peaches. And then not too long after that, I found that he also puts out uh, great comics. Uh, the the new issue of his ongoing series, Buff, if you issue 10, is out now. You can check that out. Uh, put out an album last year, uh, Jeffrey Lewis and the J-Rams, or Drams. I should have asked him. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Um, that's over on Bandcamp. You can find all that information over at his website it's the jeffrey lewis site.com uh he he is always putting out new stuff both both in uh, in, in comics and music so so stay tuned there he's also touring all of the time so he will probably be in your neck of the woods in, in the not too distant future whether through uh through a rock show or through a comic show and of course is, is here in new york city uh the rest of the time which is why we spent so much time talking about new york uh thanks again to him for taking the time to do that thanks to you guys for uh, listening to the, the show if you liked what you heard you can give us some feedback rolcast at gmail.com is our email address um what else you rate us rate us over on itunes and while you're over at itunes take take the uh, take the time to check out many other fine podcasts from the boing boing podcast network uh we've got a facebook thing happening now you can like us over on 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 facebook um tell you know tell your friends if you liked if you like the show if you like this episode or any other episodes Please, uh, please, 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 please send them along to Twitter, whatever, social network. Get, get the word out on ROL. We could certainly use some love. Uh, thanks so much to Brian, as always, for editing this thing together. And uh, we will be back just about this week next time with a, another episode of RIYL. 